Despite several calls from Democrats, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi telling lawmakers that there are no plans. That's right, no plans to immediately begin impeachment proceedings for President Donald Trump. This despite the fact that uh, one high-profile representative, Val Demings, a Democrat from Florida and a member of the House Judiciary Committee with over 25 years' worth of experience in law enforcement, says that she believes the House has indeed enough evidence to proceed. And uh, Pelosi says that she's not ruling out impeachment, but wants to be sure that the party approaches the situation with caution. And for more on this, we're joined now by Paul Pacelli. He's the morning show co-host with WDRC in Connecticut and a gentleman we speak to from time to time regarding U.S. politics. Paul, good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm very well. Good afternoon to you as well. All right. Are you uh, surprised at the uh, Democrats, uh, Paul, that they have uh, seemingly hit the pause button on possible impeachment here? No, not at all. Um, Look, you have a scenario here where they thought Robert Mueller was going to be Santa Claus, Mahatma Gandhi, uh, Babe Ruth, uh, whatever, you know, a hero you want to put in front of that. And uh, when he came out and pretty much discounted any sort of of, uh, prosecutable charges, at least on the Russian collusion thing, I mean, the air came out of that balloon uh, pretty much. Uh, as far as the collusion is concerned, uh, what Mr. Mueller did, obviously, you've been talking about this, leaving that up to Congress. Look, they know this is a glass-half-full, glass-half-empty scenario. And I think Speaker Pelosi, for all of the stuff she takes from her critics, even her critics understand that she's a very savvy politician. And a good number of these districts that the, uh, the uh, Democrats were able to win in the last House election were not landslides. I mean, you can shift just a few thousand votes in these districts back the other way come 2020 for the next House election with the President and with the Senate. So, you know, I think uh, unless they find a real smoking gun here on collusion and we're led to believe that this is all a matter of semantics, uh, she's going to say no. So at least at this point, I'm not surprised. Well, you know, it seems like there's so many different readings of the uh, Mueller report since uh, at least the redacted version was uh, released. Uh, some, uh, you know, have a view uh, that you were just talking about or espousing. Others believe that uh, Mueller actually set uh, forward kind of a pretty convincing and or compelling case and basically gave all of this to the people's representatives and said, you're the ones that have got to do this. You've got to proceed with this. Uh, I can't be doing this. It's the people's representatives. And here's all the evidence. Yeah, that's known as the Punches Pilot routine. I mean, he washed his hands pretty much. He said uh, specifically, look, I'm not going to recommend any indictments here. Further, you know, in the Russia side of it and all those indictments of Paul Manafort and the other things, I mean, this is for stuff Manafort did, you know, years ago. He laid out a very uh, detailed uh, uh, summary of those findings, redacting only things that had to do with grand jury testimony and other active investigations and and foreign sources and people whose lives might be uh, uh, made worse by some of this information. You know, the obstruction case, if you talk to any U.S.-based attorneys, by the way, the law is down here, it's very murky. Obstruction of justice is a hard thing to prove. Uh, is suggesting something uh, to, enough to do it, is, uh, is, um, is threatening someone enough to do it. So, again, I think Mr. Mueller did a pretty thorough job. I mean, the guy's no slouch. He was an FBI director for a dozen years. And, again, I go back to my original assertion here. It's really a glass half full, glass half empty thing. 
like a good baseball umpire, you're going to upset 50% of the people. Yeah, but if you listen to a lot of the Democrats and a lot of the conjecture that's been going on, well, pretty much since, uh, you know, Trump was sworn in, uh, you would think that the democracy was at risk here. And if uh, that was their belief then, should they not to see this through to its uh, full uh, conclusion and uh, push this forward? I mean, should it be a political calculation, as you're suggesting, that determines whether or not uh, they go forward? They are fully cognizant that they, being the Democrats, excuse me, are fully cognizant the President Trump's base is pretty much unshaken. They, they went at this early saying, well, we're going to chip away at the base, we're going to chip away at the base, and, and they're not. Um, one thing the President and his uh, handlers have decided is prime directive number one here for 2020 is to shore up the base. They're not really uh, aiming uh, at expanding it that much. They feel that if they can keep their base uh, uh, solid here, if they can uh, uh, possibly work the Electoral College to their advantage again, and if they can win back uh, some, I hate to use the term, but some squishy Democrats or some Democrats who are not happy with the leftist lean of their party, they can win re-election. Yeah, and really at the end of the day, is that what any politician is ultimately worried about, is keeping their job, winning re-election? And are some of the Democrats uh, concerned here if they push this forward, impeachment forward? It's really going nowhere anyways because, you know, they control the House, but they don't control the Senate. And one would have to think that it's going to die in a Republican-controlled Senate. And could they end up, I guess, wearing a a little egg on their face to their supporters that uh, they weren't able to bring this home, they weren't able to come through? Absolutely. And you look at the external factors here. Look, they may have gone a full more pedal of the metal here if the economy was tanking. But my God, we've got record low unemployment here. And you can discuss whether that's all President Trump, all President Obama, a combination of the two, which is what most American economists say. But you have record low unemployment. You've got companies that can't, uh, that can't, uh, uh, fill jobs here. The economy is so good. Uh, you've got the stock market largely doing okay. You've got, uh, at least until that test the other day, you kind of have North Korea looking over its shoulder. You've got the president talking tough on immigration. Not everybody agrees with him, but at least he's brought it to the table. So again, Donald Trump is not a politician. He makes no bones about it. He doesn't care about upsetting the upsetting rather the Georgetown cocktail party group. He's doing what at least half the country wants him to do. Yeah, what's your uh, reading, uh, Paul? I'm sure since the Mueller report has been released, you've been discussing this uh, numerous times there at uh, WDRC. Uh, What is your reading of what the Mueller report means moving forward? Uh, You know, not only, I guess, for the election in 2020, but uh, just uh, generally here, because, you know, there's a lot in there in terms of meeting with the Russians, and uh, we've heard the the president and his supporters, uh, you know, out there saying, listen, there's nothing wrong uh, with, with gathering information and uh, Trump of course uh, I guess famously yesterday during the Easter egg uh, rollout on the lawn said that uh, nobody uh, disobeys me Uh, so what does this all mean kind of moving forward do you think for democracy well I think um, one of the things that the spotlight is starting to shift over to now is the role, at least here in the, in the States, of, of the FBI and the security apparatus, the CIA and all this. Now we're starting to see a focus of 
well, does this quote-unquote deep state really exist? In other words, uh, you see a scenario now, there was a good story in the New York Times the other day, where they're now going to focus on, you know, the origins of this Christopher Steele dossier and, and, uh, and where did that come from? And now they're saying, I don't know if you saw this, they're saying, you know, the Russians may have played that side of it, too, that some of this salacious stuff that was planted in this dossier may have come from the Russians. So I think the big thing here, there are going to be two things coming out of this to answer your question. I think, number one, we're going to take a fresh look, I think, eventually, at least I hope, at what it takes to get one of these FISA warrants. And, you know, as the Republicans have said, it was this spying, or as the Democrats would say, no, this was just surveillance. You know, the second thing is here, and I talked about it, funny, I talked about this on my show this morning, has to do with the Russians. Oh, my God, the Russians have influenced the election they're trying. Well, duh, they're the Russians. It's, it's what they do. It's what the U.S. did for many years in Central America. So as, as I put out to my listeners this morning, I said, let's play a game. Let's say that for 2020, everything you see or read is, is tainted by the Russians. <laughs> and, and, let's, and let's just move forward and keep that in the back of your mind because it's not going to change. Yeah, and I know it's certainly a concern in this country as well. There's been a lot of talk about it as we have a federal election looming coming up uh, this October. Uh, Paul, i got to leave it there. Thank you so much for the time as always. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Love to. Thank you. All right. Paul Pacelli, Morning Show co-host at WDRC in Connecticut.